What's up, Universe? It's Bruner 1.0 here with your SmackDown Live reaction. Uh, I'm caffeinated this morning, so it's going to be a good day. Quick little rant. I went to the gym this morning, about 5 a.m., clanging and banging to quote the great one, The Rock. And then I said, you know what? I need some more caffeine in my system. I'm jacked up. Let's keep this party going. Went to Starbucks, went to the drive-thru. Pretty packed line. You know, it's 6 a.m., about 6.30-ish. People are trying to get to work. They want their caffeine. I get it. And you know what? I say, listen, I'm basic. I'm going to go for the pumpkin spice latte. And then you know what? The lady, the lady judges me hardcore from the moment I pull up to the window. She looks at the screen again. She goes, oh, wait, is this really what he ordered? And then she hands it to me and here's your pumpkin spice. And with that cute little smirk, like she knows something that I don't know. Like, listen, lady. I'm getting my pumpkin spice latte because it's what I like. Don't judge me, you jerk, you stupid idiot. All right, there's my rant for the day. Let's get into SmackDown. Uh, we started with Kane and Bray Wyatt. It's technically a rematch from Clash, not Clash of Champions, Backlash. There's so many pay-per-views, I can't keep them straight. This is technically a rematch from Backlash. And it wasn't that great. Uh... Randy Orton popped up on the screen upside down, and he kind of mocks Bray Wyatt, leading to a uh, Bray Wyatt just leaving the ring and getting the count out loss. So, I don't know. It was very weird. I'm sick of Wyatt and Kane. I'm sick of it. So, it's weird how they're pushing. The feud itself is good. I'm really enjoying what uh, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt are doing. But why bring Kane into this? It's just uh, there's no there's no reasoning, but there's no momentum, there's no emotion, there's nothing behind this really. So I, I kind of like what's going on, but I just I don't know if there's a, a means to an end here. Uh, throughout the entire show, they had Kane and or not Kane, sorry, they had Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton kind of going after each other toe to toe. Randy Orton locks Bray Wyatt in this garage thing with a chair, and here's what I really loved. And I'm hoping this means Bray Wyatt's going to win on Sunday. They brought back Sister Abigail into the fray. Fray, Bray, little rhyming scheme. Okay, stop it, Austin. Uh, so they had uh, Bray Wyatt mention Sister Abigail and say, you know, thanks you know, for coming back. Uh, I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but essentially he goes, Sister Abigail, thanks for coming back to me. And... Then he, uh, Randy Orton opens the thing, and Bray Wyatt's gone. So I'm hoping either Luke Harper comes back, and they bring back the whole Wyatt family, and they make them dominant. Bray Wyatt needs to win so badly. I am sick of Bray Wyatt losing. He's a monster. They built him up when he debuted kind of as the new Undertaker, the new face of fear, and they did that whole thing with him and the Undertaker. Bray Wyatt carried that feud without the Undertaker showing his face, and uh, he lost. And Bray Wyatt carried the feud against John Cena. They had that great Eminem song, uh, Legacy, behind the promo. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Bray Wyatt can win this. What I was hoping in that match was Bray Wyatt would push Cena to the brink. Cena wouldn't cheat like that he kept trying to say. Abandon hustle, loyalty, and respect. And Bray Wyatt would get the victory. And, you know, maybe uh, Cena could win the, the once-off or something like that. I don't know. But it just didn't work. So Bray Wyatt's lost a lot is what I'm saying. And... It's unfortunate because I think his character is amazing. I think he's amazing in the ring. 
him and Daniel Bryan had a great match, and he beat Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble a couple years ago. I think that was before the John Cena feud. It's He's got all the talent. He's got all the stuff. I just don't know why they're not using him correctly. And if I can see that as a dumb fan, why can't WWE writers who get paid to do this see that? I don't know. There's probably something behind the scenes that I don't understand, but what are you going to do? Uh, so moving on to the women's uh, matches, there was two. I think there's only supposed to be one, but there was two. Uh, Nikki Bella was taking on Alexa Bliss, who is full-on Harley Quinn now, Suicide Squad style. And she, I, I believe it ended in DQ before it could even really get started. They, they had a few punches and kicks and all that. And then uh, Carmella, who was on commentary, got involved. And then Becky Lynch comes out and tries to stop Carmella from beating the crap out of Nikki Bella. And then uh, they said, hey, tag match. It's like uh, Teddy Long is back in the fray. I'm going to use that way too often because I used it once at the beginning. Teddy Long's back in uh, power. There you go. Uh, so uh, they did a tag match, and Carmella and Nikki Bella end up fighting and going into the back and then leaving Becky Lynch and uh, Alexa Bliss in the ring. And Alexa Bliss hit the sparkle splash. I'm not sure what they're calling it now. The twist, twisted bliss, something like that. She hit her awesome top rope finisher and actually got the victory. So it looks like Alexa Bliss is strong. She's a legitimate competitor going into this match. Uh, Becky Lynch still looks like the champion. So there's doubt going into that match. I still think Becky Lynch will win at Backlash. But, uh, you know, Carmella and Nikki Bella is just getting old for me already. I'm sorry, it's just, uh, Carmella's a good heel. I'm really enjoying what she's doing, but it's just, I don't care. I think Carmella's going to end up winning, and then uh, Nikki Bella will go on to another feud. I don't know what's going to happen. It's just not that interesting to me. I really like what Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch are building, though. I'm hoping uh, they just put on a good match, and Becky Lynch probably comes out on top. Uh, in the throwaway match, I guess, Hype Bros versus the Villains. Not a terrible match, but the VOD villains are being underutilized. The hype bros are being pushed randomly. It doesn't make sense. Uh, then the Ascension comes down and just stands there. So I don't know what the point of this really was. Unless Zack Ryder and Mojo Raleigh are the next tag title contenders. But then you've got American Alpha sitting there. Uh, I don't know. So that it was a waste of a match. Really wasted time filler. It was a time filler. Um, yeah, that's all I got for that one. Uh, the Miz has a special edition of Miz TV, and he's calling it a Dolphimentary, I believe is how they pronounced it. So it's a documentary, but a Dolphimentary. There you go. Uh, and they ended up mocking Dolph's entire career, which I thought was fantastic, and he they sold it perfectly. Uh, they He was Kerwin White when he debuted, and they showed that. They showed the Spirit Squad. They showed him winning the world title for like 10 minutes before Edge came down and stole it from him. Uh, there was just so many great moments. And they didn't show him actually succeeding in holding the title the day after WrestleMania. So, they, you know, that's the one moment you don't want to show because it's all about beating up uh, Dolph Ziggler's career. And I thought that was great. So, and he sold the thing perfectly. He was frustrated. He was... Uh, ticked off. He said, don't do that to me, ass face Miz, because I'm not gone yet. And then the Miz says, all right, well, you know what? I've got a surprise for you. And they bring out two former members of the Spirit Squad, Kenny and Mikey. And I was like, whoa, 
I didn't think Kenny Dykstra would ever be back in a WWE ring after he ran his mouth about Mickey James and John Cena supposedly having an affair when uh, Kenny Dykstra was dating Mickey James, whatever happened there. But he kind of spit on the WWE's image, and he's back for a, you know, a quick appearance. Everyone's got to make a quick buck, I guess. Um, and that was a great segment because they were just doing their stupid little cheers, and then they, uh, they beat up Dolph Ziggler, and they did the... I don't know what they used to call it, but they threw them up and threw them down real fast. Even with only two of them, it worked. Uh, Dolph Ziggler would eventually super kick everyone, and he tried to super kick the Miz, and the Miz got away. Overall, the best segment of the match or the the night. SmackDown was kind of lackluster. Um, you know, I'll get to my grade at the end here, but the the match itself or the segment itself, I should say, was rather rather good. That was the best segment of the night. Uh, Jason Jordan. One-on-one with Jey Uso. Uh, meh. <laughs> Sorry, just not that good. Jason Jordan stacked him up, got a quick pin. Eh. I don't know what it did, really. Uh, you know, they started beating up on Jason Jordan and uh, Chad Gable, and then uh, Heath Slater and Rhino came out for the save, and that was fine. But it just wasn't uh, wasn't really a big deal. I, you know, the Usos are going to take on the tag champs at uh, No Mercy, and we'll see what happens there. But I don't know what American Alpha is doing. They came in with such hype, and now they're just making them look weak. I don't think Chad Gable is ever actually injured. Maybe he is. I don't know. But it, it was very weird. I wasn't I wasn't really a fan of what happened there. So, yeah, moving on. Uh, Jack Swagger and Baron Corbin finally uh, hit the ring. They took on each other after talking trash to each other for a long time. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say about the finish. It's so Jack Swagger puts, uh, Baron Corbin in the Patriot lock, the ankle lock, whatever you want to call it. And he, his forearm, as he was reaching for the ropes, kept slapping the bottom of the ring. So the ref called it a tap out. Uh, so I don't know if that was intended or not i'm assuming these guys will have a no mercy match but it was very strange how that went down so yeah it, it clearly wasn't a tap out that being said on raw Goldust was tapping uh the forearm of i believe it was carl anderson like four or five times and they didn't call anything he was doing it to check the pressure he wasn't legitimately tapping out but at the same time it's like come on it just it looks fake so, I don't know what happened here. I think it was intended for this to be the outcome because JBL sold it pretty well. He just kept saying the ref should be fired. They need a replay, so on and so forth. And then, uh, what's his name? David Otunga. He kept saying that it was a tap out. So, they're doing their commentary really well with the segment. But, I, you know, what's the point? Corbin looks strong because he beat up Jack Swagger the entire time. But then the newest member of SmackDown, Jack Swagger, he... Finally gets a big W, and yeah, I don't know. It was very strange. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, what's his face? Who's the guy who keeps doing the promos? Kurt Hawkins. He's going to make his in-ring debut at No Mercy. There's a vignette about that. Just thought I'd toss that in there because I really don't know what's going to happen at No Mercy with that guy. Uh, the match, or the sorry, the match. I keep saying the match. Like, there's only one match. The show ended with John Cena, Dean Ambrose, and AJ Styles coming out to the ring and running your mouth. 
which is usually not a good way to end a show in my opinion. But um, Styles comes down to the ring and says he beat John Cena. He beat Dan Ambrose. He's going to do it again. And, you know, that's his character. That's great. I love it. And then Ambrose comes down. He's cocky as all hell. And he reminded Styles that, you know, you took the low road. You kicked me in the groin to get the victory. You're not, you're not as good as you think you are. And then John Cena comes down. And Dean Ambrose gets right in his face and just starts insulting him, calling him a lazy part-timer. And you can keep pretending to be the John Cena or you can keep pretending to play John Cena on TV or something like that. It was really good. Once again, mocking the part-time thing. So that segment was really strong because Cena finally didn't say anything. He literally, as it was, you know, they kind of took their turns. AJ Styles had two or three minutes. Dean Ambrose had two or three minutes. John Cena just stood there and took it. And then he goes, talk is cheap. And boom, he tackles Dean Ambrose. I thought it was great. I thought that was the perfect way to handle that. Um, John Cena hit the attitude adjustment on Ambrose. Styles comes back and hits the phenomenal forearm on Cena. And then Dean Ambrose hits Dirty Deeds on AJ Styles. And you see Ambrose holding the title at the end. Unfortunately, because of the backstage stuff that I know uh, through random dirt sheets and stuff online, is that John Cena is supposedly going away soon to film American Grit. Uh, Dean Ambrose is supposedly going away soon to film another movie, uh, so AJ Styles will probably win the title. What are you going to do? I think that's probably what's going to happen. So let's go through the backlash card real quick and kind of give predictions. Uh, you've got Nikki Bella and Carmella. I think Carmella wins because she's been winning so much. She needs she needs the big victory at the pay-per-view to solidify her character. That being said, they might just give it to Nikki Bella to have the feel-good moment. Who knows? Uh, Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss for the women's SmackDown title. I think Becky Lynch will retain. You know, Alexa Bliss is just kind of there to uh, take a loss, unfortunately. Uh, you've got the tag team titles. Uh, Heath Slater and Rhino, the champs versus the Usos. I don't think they want to take it off of Heath Slater and Rhino just yet. Although the Usos have been the heels and they probably need a big win. Uh, Heath Slater and Rhino will probably keep, keep the titles. Intercontinental Championship versus Career, uh, The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. The rumor is Dolph's contract is up, so I don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think they need to take it off The Miz yet. It's rough because I really love what The Miz is doing with the title. I, I wanted to see him keep it, but uh, yeah, I, I don't want to see Dolph Ziggler go away, to be honest. He's been so good the past few weeks past month or two uh yeah i i think the biz is probably going to keep the title and ziggler will probably go bye-bye it sucks but it's probably what's going to happen yeah who knows uh bray wyatt versus randy orton I'm, I'm voting with my heart here bray wyatt needs this victory give him the freaking victory wwe bray wyatt needs to beat randy orton you need to start pushing bray wyatt as a legitimate contender for the wwe title Thank you. Uh, title match, AJ Styles will probably retain. So there you go. That was your SmackDown reaction. I'm going to give this a C as a show. There was not too many good segments. Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton was pretty good. Uh, it wasn't outstanding. Uh, Ziggler and Miz was the best part of the night. That was fantastic. And then Styles, Ambrose, and Cena was pretty fantastic. But other than that, 
two hours of like two good segments and one okay segment, eh, it's not averaging out. C, you get a C there. If it's college paper, I'm writing a big red C on it. Uh, so that's uh, that's what we're looking at for SmackDown and looking ahead to Backlash. Or no, sorry, looking ahead to No Mercy. We will have the No Mercy reaction Monday morning. Assuming I do have the opportunity to watch it by then, we'll see. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us, guys. We've got new podcasts popping up randomly here and every now and then. Uh, not just wrestling. There's Walking Carpet, which is Star Wars, if you like that stupid stuff. Uh, be sure to check out thegeekiverse.com. We've got a bunch of cool stuff on there. We've got a new review on books, if you like to read. Lots of good geek books there. Uh, the Grumpy Geek, Pete Herr, talking, talking some books that you might want to check out. Uh, be sure to check out our merch store. We've got shirts. We've got shirts. We've got shirts. I think that's all we have right now, but it's kind of cool to see what kind of cool creative ideas we were able to come up with. And then when you go to thegeekiverse.com, click on the Amazon link, buy the stupid stuff you're already buying, and it helps us out and gets a little kickback. Uh, WWE 2K17 is out in less than a week now, so if you're going to pre-order it, now would be the time to do it. Be sure you get that pre-order on Amazon. They will ship it to you for free, I believe. If you have Amazon Prime, they'll ship it to you for free, for sure. But I think they do pre-orders free shipping as well. Not positive, but you might want to check that out. And then if you do pre-orders, they give you 20% off if you have Amazon Prime. So... Order video games off Amazon. <coughs> Excuse me. They will ship it right to your door. I got too excited. They will ship it right to your door, and uh, it's no extra cost to you. You know, you might have to wait. You can't go early in the morning, but it'll come free shipping. It's 20% cheaper, and you get all the pre-order uh, accolades, I guess, as well. So you get all the pre-order stuff. Like for WWE, you get Goldberg. You get some NXT stars. You get some cool stuff. So... Check all that out, thegeekiverse.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all that cool stuff. YouTube, for sure, we've got new stuff coming up. I'm about to record a NBA 2K17 Let's Play, so uh, be sure to stay with us. For now, I'm Bruner, 1.0. We out.